We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. I need a quiet fidget toy. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibelle. Welcome back to season two. Season two, guys. We made it. Yes. Yay. So, Hannibal, I'm really excited that we made it this far. Yes. Did you know, statistically, most new podcasts, if they're not like professionally produced podcasts, I think the average number of episodes that they make it is seven. Really? We've made That's, it much further than that. Oh, Yeah. We've made it way farther than that. Oh, yeah. And considering how good we normally are with actually committing to and sticking to things, this is impressive. <laughs> like, I know you guys don't know us, but, like, <laughs> normally Mom and I struggle with that kind of thing, but we've been really excited about this, so. So a lot of stuff is going to change here in Season 2. Yes. We're, we're still here. We're still going to watch through our shows, but... Yes. We have some new things. We're, we've changed up our format a little bit, too. We're not kind of going to do that play-by-play -play system we did through season one. Yeah, we're, we're still going to go through the whole episode, but in a different kind of way. So we hope you guys like it. If you absolutely detest it, please let us know. I, I'm good, I think we're going to like it. I think it's going to be good, but I guess it really comes down to the listeners. If they write us and like, that's stupid, go back! I guess we'll go back. I guess. So this is now our third week with the new mics. Yes. And I have loved editing the podcast with these new mics. It's so much crisper. It's so nice. It makes my job so much easier in post. Oh, yeah. I was doing my listen through the other day and I my husband happened to be in the room because I listened through the episode once it's edited before we actually post it to make sure it's everything's all good. Just in case I missed something, because that's happened before. It's She's happened like, a couple uh, times. Mom, you kind of forgot this one part. Oops, so sorry. <laughs> but I was listening to it, and my husband walked in the room, and he's like, that sound quality is actually really good. Thanks. Like, he noticed it, a difference from the last time that he happened to hear a part of it, and from now. Yeah. I was really excited. I found these on Amazon, mm -hmm. and it was, they're lapel mics, people. So, you know, last week when you heard Abigail talking about how she wanted to clip it in her hair, Hamilton style. It's because it's a lapel mic and she's a theater student. So what does she do? She thinks of clipping in her hair like a Broadway star. <laughs> of course she does. Oh, that kid. I made her take it out, though. Yeah, it wasn't going to stay well. No. And the sound quality would not have been great with lapel mics in mm -hmm. hair. Yeah, these are not ones that are like the they're Hamilton not, uses. These are hair mics. These are ones from Amazon. Yeah. These are not Broadway <laughs> quality, but mm. they're better than we had before. So we're really yeah. excited about that. But I like the lapel mics because then I can wiggle around a little bit more and I don't have to just be like in a chair facing this direction. It's kind of nice. Yeah, these are nice. Yeah. I'm enjoying them. Me too. So one of the things that we are changing up this season mm -hmm. is, and, and I think it needs to come with an apology to our listeners. Yeah. We were getting so. a little grouchy sounding at um, Hulu descriptions because we've obviously figured out they're not very well done at all. At least the season one ones were. One I'm one. not even looking at them anymore. No. So we're not even going to discuss, read anything, the Hulu descriptions. We are only going to do Hannibal's Back to the Peach Pit descriptions. You guys are here to listen to us talk about it, not hear Hulu people talk about it. Or hear us, you know complain about hula people yeah so we're just gonna do our own thing yep 
New season, new us. Yay. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so season two, episode one, Beach Blanket Brandon. The back to the peach pit description of this episode. Summer kicks off for the students of West Beverly High, and it's already shaping up to be an eventful one. Brandon is working to save up and get himself a new car in the fall, but he's not making enough at the peach pit, so he's got to find something else for work. Brenda grows concerned over a home pregnancy test, and her relationship is tested for its strength and durability. Nice. I think you covered about everything without giving too much away. Yes, it was a task. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. We are going to be testing your skills. Yes, I like a test. <laughs> this kind of a test, not regular like, tests. Girl, no you don't. Not school tests. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of the episode, we find out that Scott is not going to be there for the summer. No, he's going to visit his grandparents in Oklahoma. So we're not going to have Scott for a while. Yeah. At least not till school starts again. Yeah. Which, remember last week you were talking about, there's got to be some way that they're going to incorporate David into the group. Yes. When he doesn't have Scott to fall back on. He doesn't really have anybody else at What the do you moment. think he's going to do? Chase around the team, the crew, there the people, the friends. Yeah. The group? The group? Chase around the group. Yeah. I always kind of call them the gang. The gang. The gang. Yeah. The gang. Yeah. I don't know why that should crack me up. I don't know. So then we get to see, really quick, the what became of Brandria. Yes. Brandria. 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 <laughs> You know, they, we weren't mixing names together back in this day. That yeah. hadn't happened yet. But if we did, they'd be Brondria. Brondria. Yeah. It almost seemed like Brandon was ready for them to become a thing. It seemed like it. He, he was like almost hurt looking like sad. Like, oh. It almost seemed more like, like Andrea it just isn't quite ready for it. But because of the timing of when they were going to be moving, mm -hmm. she's like, I will make myself ready. Because there's not going to be an opportunity to wait. But now that she knows there's time, she kind of is like, okay, I kind of want to take a step back and cool it down a little bit and not really get into anything. See, I disagree with you on that. Really? I think she was truly like brushing it off like that was a thing of the past. It's not going to work. What's done is done. Really? That's, that was my take on, on watching, truly watching her personality and what she was, you know, expressing. Hmm. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. We'll have to see as it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely did seem like Brandon was not entirely opposed to down the road trying it again. Yeah. He seemed to he be okay seemed, with it. He seemed ready for it to be I a mean, like, thing with a capital T. Oh, yeah. And he was like correcting her when she said like, I made a fool of myself. And he's like, no, no you didn't. didn't. And he was really soft about it. It, it was, was cute. Very sweet. Very sweet. So Brenda takes a home pregnancy test. Yeah. I said that in the description, but... At the end of season one, she told Dylan that she was late. Yeah. And we pick up right where we left off at the end of season one here. Yeah. So she's still in that, what do I do phase? Mm -hmm. And so Kelly and Donna both kind of push her to be like, we're going and we're getting you a test right now. I was laughing so hard. So, like, you know, blue means you're positive. Red means you're negative. What do you, what does it mean if it's green? <laughs> and then... <laughs> Donna, dear sweet Donna, it looks like St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I, I love Donna. Oh my goodness <laughs> sakes. But it leaves us kind of hanging. Like we don't really know at the beginning of the episode. We yeah. know that she's taking a test and she's unsure still. Yes. But she's going to have to go see a gynecologist. Yes, because the test was inconclusive. And so yeah. that's the point where they say, go see a doctor. 
I'm going to use this opportunity as our PSA of the day. Yeah. Young ladies out there, if you are unmarried and you are not an adult living on your own, if you have this kind of a problem, please, for the love of everything in the world, go to your mom. Go to your mom. If you really truly are scared of your mom or you don't think your mom is going to listen to you, find a trusted adult. Adult friend. Not Kelly. Not your, you know. Not your friend. Not your friend who's like the town mattress. Sorry, office <laughs> reference there. A little bit. But find a trusted adult, preferably your mom if you can. Because as a mom, we're going to play the what if game. What if as a teenager, you or your sister had come to me with that kind of a problem? What would I have done? You would have been disappointed that I hadn't come to you sooner than that point to express what was happening. But you were happy for the fact that I actually came to you and helpful and like, let's mm -hmm. figure this out. You always told us that. I would have probably gone and bought... Whatever brand of pregnancy test you bought, I would have gone and bought two other brands and made you take three different brands of the test and then take the best three of the results. Yeah. Just taking one test of one random brand that you never heard of. It's... Even in 1991, people, there were brand options. Get a couple. Get at a couple. Two. At least two or three different brands of tests. Because then you, at least one of them will give you an answer. And especially if it turns green. Don't go get go, another one. Go get another one. I understand, yes, you should go see a gynecologist. Yes, absolutely. But, but you also could have taken the step of walk out of the bathroom and go grab another pregnancy test. Yeah. Yeah. Just go get another one right now. So over the peach pit, we see that it's really slowed down in the summertime. Really slowed down. Tips are smaller. Customers are fewer. Brandon just still needs to work. Yeah, he's trying to save up because he wants to get a new car in the fall. He still hasn't replaced Mondale, and with Jim not going through with the whole move back to Minnesota, I'm guessing they probably dropped the extra car deal. So Brandon's still without a car. I do actually have a clip for this scene of Steve entering the peach pit. Let the summer begin. Oh. What's up, bro? What time you get off tonight? Uh, not too late. Oh, that is beat. There's the most awesome bonfire down at the beach tonight. You should bail out of here early. That'll let you go. Yeah, I know, but I need the money. It's the only way I'll be able to get myself into a new set of wheels. Oh, you definitely need a new set of wheels. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, I found this car around the corner at the garage. Mechanic's been working on it all year. It's a 65 Mustang convertible. Oh. It's pristine. It's got my name written all over it. He told me to hold it for me till the end of the summer. I just stuffed my scrapes against the cash. Well, you need a more lucrative job. Tell me about it. I think I made more lifeguarding at the community pool last summer in Minnesota. You were a lifeguard? Yeah, don't act so surprised. Well, I'm not, but Brandon, you should try and get a job at the Beverly Hills Beach Club. They pay big money down there, and the fringe benefits are awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> Trust me, it is. Uh, but I want to bail on that. And I will survive. Come on, Brandon. It's time to start thinking about yourself for once. I know, but I... But nothing. Nothing. I'm going to give you Henry Thomas's phone number. It's Mr. Thomas to you. He's a manager down there. Give him a call. See if anything's available. Put a good word in for you. So Steve tells Brandon that the Beverly Hills Beach Club is hiring and put in a good word with Mr. Thomas. Brandon might have another job. I have an interesting little tidbit here. Okay, cool. Beverly Hills is nowhere near the beach. There is no way there can be a Beverly Hills Beach Club. You know that's, that's fair. That's inland. That's very fair. 
I was reading online. I don't remember which like beach club they would have used or which you know beach right. resort area. But I would think it'd be more like Malibu or something like that. But because they wanted to keep the Beverly Hills name, yeah, they renamed basically some other beach club and called it the Beverly Hills Beach Club. Yeah, so I guess that would kind of be like the all the Beverly Hills people would go to the Beverly Hills Beach Club, yeah. despite it not actually being in Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's not. But it carries the name, so it carries the personality, I guess. Yeah. I suppose that would be it. I love that he talks about he has his eyes on this pristine 1965 Mustang convertible. Oh my gosh, made me think of Tyler. I He's a car guy and loves the old style shiny cars. As I he cannot them. wait for your husband to watch through the show with you. Oh yeah, he's going to love the cars in this show. He needs to get on it soon. He does. He really does. So Dylan and Brenda, they're talking about, you know, how she's scared and she's just not sure what's going on. He tries to be a good guy at the beginning here, telling her that it's his problem too. And she's just like, it doesn't feel like your problem. Yeah. Which I can understand at that point, Mm -hmm. especially. He's trying, but at the same time, she's the one physically having to deal with it, you know? Yeah. But he does try to be the good guy. He tries at first. He goes with her and Kelly to the gynecologist's office, and Brenda's over there stressing, obviously. It's Brenda. She's really, but I was really (laughs) proud of her. She really could have gone very, very dramatic stressing. Yes. But it was very, like, logical stressing. Absolutely. Very logical stressing. She's gotten much more logical in general with her stressing. Yeah. Which I really love to see, because it's nice to be a little bit closer to done with dramatics, Brenda. Yeah. (laughs) At least for the time being. The one part that goes really well with our PSA of the day mm. is when she's at the gynecologist's office and she says something to Kelly about how she doesn't feel right being there without her mom. Yep. It shouldn't feel right it being shouldn't. there without your mom. Your mom should be there. Yep. You are a child. So, I mean, she didn't even know what the stirrups were in the room. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that you should do for the first time with your mom, not and with your best friend. I'm also sitting there going, Cindy, shouldn't you have at least talk to her about that yeah i feel like you should have at least talked to her about at some point we need to take you to a gynecologist and like after her whole thing with the high levels of estrogen shouldn't that have been a good sign i mean that was her whole thing back when yeah um, it's only a test episode back in season one and yeah that had to do with a different part of the body but that's still hormonal that would have been a good time for mom to be like maybe we should get things checked out down there Yeah, maybe go and see a gynecologist. See if there's... Brenda has hormone problems for some reason that you need to help her with. Yeah. No, they didn't. No, they didn't, apparently. Uh -uh. No, they just glossed over it. So she's in the room with just her and the nurse at this first point. The doctor's going to be coming in soon, and the nurse gives her the urine analysis cup. Go pee in this cup. Yes. And she goes to the bathroom, and the next time we see her, she's coming out... And she's sitting there with the doctor coming in the room. She looks so much more, like, less stressed. Oh, yeah. You can just see the stress levels gone from her face. She looks relaxed a little bit. Yeah. And she tells him, I I don't need to be here now. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. As of about five minutes ago, I'm okay now. Yeah, I'm good now. I'm not worried that I'm pregnant. And I, I thought the doctor did a really good job, though, of telling her, you know, girls at your age, I think you may have said women at your age, I'm not sure. Something like that. I don't that. remember. But it tells her that you need to come in and have an appointment, so maybe you should set one up still. Yes, I do appreciate that he did that, because it would have been very easy for him to just let her walk out of there, and... But you could tell as a doctor, he's trying to make sure this is still a person who needs medical care of some yes. kind. Because... 
obviously she's sexually active. If she's had one scare, she's likely to have another. So it's good to have a gynecologist and go make an appointment. Dylan is in the waiting room. She goes out there and he's like, it's just a false alarm, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it was just a false alarm. I was kind of annoyed by Dylan at this point because yeah. he goes right and, and Kelly says it perfect as they're leaving the gynecologist's office. You're just being such a guy. Yeah. He hears it's a false alarm and he like physically, oh my gosh. Oh. No, I understand having that relief gone. Yeah. But you just got done saying how... It's your problem, too. It's my problem, too. I'm here for you. I want to support you. And I was like, you. oh, okay, maybe you should get on the pill while you're here. And it's like... You couldn't have waited until maybe later to have that conversation. Yeah, it was very... Immediately after she's left the gynecologist's bad office. Bad idea, Dylan. And it's still a little bit emotionally raw. Yeah. Not the best time, buddy. Dude, Dylan, you should know better. <laughs> but he doesn't. He's just thinking about himself. And Brenda and, calls him out on it. And so does Kelly. So does Kelly. Rightly so. And they leave the gynecologist's office with him going, ah, crap. You can see that look on his face. Like, oh, I gotta deal with this now. But it almost seemed like he was just, like, annoyed that they were mad at him. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was actually, like, feeling bad. No, no. Was just, he was just annoyed, like, oh, great, I have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. Wasn't dealing a whole lot with Dylan's attitude this episode. He's yeah. got a little bit of one for parts of it. He does. He yeah. does. Yeah, I'm smelling dinner. It just came out of the oven. I'm really hungry. Let's go inhale some food. And then we'll be back, guys. We'll be right back. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. And I'm our friend, Sheila. <laughs> okay, I wanted to take a moment and let you all know about another podcast I do with my friend, Sheila. Yes, this is the Sheila that we've given a shout out to on here before. And I really have been enjoying listening to Back to the Peach Pit, as well as getting to know my new friend, Rebecca. Listeners, you've heard me talk about my other daughter, Abigail, and that she is recently engaged. Well, Sheila is her fiancé's mom. We decided that since we're going to be meshing our families together, we should start to get to know one another better. So Rebecca has been showing me the ropes on podcasting while we share with our listeners the ups and downs of our decades of marriage and parenting. Go check it out. Our podcast can be found on a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so many more. It's called Sipping and Quipping, a podcast where friends enjoy a tasty beverage together while visiting about life. All right, so we're back from break. We are back. We had some dinner. Yes, good dinner. It was quite tasty, if I do say so myself. It was delicious, Mom. Thanks. It was, you know, easy frozen department chicken lasagna. I was trying to help you out by praising you for cooking. Thanks, but, <laughs> you know, it was a false praise. That I mean, normally I can cook pretty dang good. I mean, I yes, know that. you can. But. Not tonight. <laughs> tonight, I'm like, Wednesday nights when we record, mm -hmm. I'm like, easy peasy dinner. Easier to just do a frozen oh. meal. But it was still Or leftovers good. or something. I, yeah, I gotta have it easy when we're on recording nights. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we got full bellies, ready to get back into it. So hopefully we don't hiccup or have like stomach digesting sounds in the microphones. <laughs> uh, I apologize in advance if we do. <laughs> Perfect. Whew, got well, it covered. I feel better. Now I'm ready to talk more about the show and find out what's going on with our characters. All right. So we check back in with Brandon and... Um, Brandon is trying out for the lifeguard position at the Beverly Hills Beach Club. 
He looks so puny. Oh my gosh, they do this panning shot of they show Brandon next to some guy and they're all in swim trunks. And then as they pan over, Brandon is like sh like shoulder height to most of these guys. Yeah. And they are all like beefy kind of big dudes who look like <laughs> lifeguards. And then there's Brandon. And then there's little Brandon. <laughs> and the guy who's um, Mr. Thomas, who's running the interview process, tells them to sprint down the beach ten times, and then they'll do something else. And then when they, as soon as they get back from sprints, Brandon coming in very last, just a few seconds behind <laughs> everybody, then he says, okay, now everyone into the mile, into the water for a half mile swim. Poor Brandon. And I actually do have a clip of Brandon coming out of the water after everyone has finished swimming. So there he is, I see him. Should I go out there and bring him in? Nah, be alright. Well, so you okay? Yeah, fine. I guess I'm just more of a pool guard type, huh? I see. Ah, it's a good thing I got another job to fall back on. Uh, what's that? Oh, I work at the Peach Pit. It's a burger joint in town. Been working there all year. I just thought it might be nice to come out of here and make a little more money and get a tan while I was at it. But I guess not, huh? Listen, Mr. Thomas, thanks for the opportunity. It's the best workout I've had all year. Hey, Walt. Um, I got a position open for a cabana boy. With tips, you can make as much as a beast guard. Really? What would I have to do? A little bit of everything. Set up lounge chairs, carry drinks, keep the peace. Everything except save our members from drowning. Well, I think I could probably handle that. Uh, I think you can too. That's why I'm offering you the job. Well, it's outstanding. Where would I have to start? Tomorrow. 7 a.m. show. Tomorrow? I should really give Nat, the guy who works here, two weeks' notice, don't you think? Walt, in about 15 minutes, I'm going to interview 35 prospective cabana boys. I got resumes, letters of recommendation, high school transcripts, modeling portfolios, and the truth of it is, I hate to interview people. So if you want the job, it's yours, effective immediately. Otherwise, I meet the competition. Well, you know, things have been kind of slow lately. I guess Nat would understand him. You should understand. Yeah, that's between you and Nat. Listen, Mr. Thomas, thanks for the opportunity. I'll see you tomorrow. So, Mr. Thomas, first thing, sends all the other lifeguards away and, like, dismisses them as Brandon is still coming up. So, as he's standing there, he's not trying to dry off all of him. He just dries off his hand, his right hand, so that as he's standing there talking to Mr. Thomas, he can reach out and shake his hand to thank him for the opportunity. With a dry hand. With a dry hand, which is so courteous and respectful and so Brandon. Yeah. Whereas all the other guys just kind of went like, okay, cool, bye. And they just leave. They just peaced out. They just peaced out. Whereas he's like, I definitely am not getting this job, but I'm still going to be courteous. And I, and I think that's what showed Mr. Mm -hmm. Thomas and the fact that he wasn't giving up on all of this stuff. He could have very easily just been like, nope, peace out. I am not doing this. I cannot keep up with this. There's no way I'm getting this. I'm just going to leave. But, but he said, stuck it out to the very end. He did, because he'd committed to the fact that he was trying, he was going to be there. And Mr. Thomas sees that level of commitment and the courteousness of, as he's leaving, making sure to thank him for that opportunity. And he offers him a, a different position that they have open, which is great. Yeah. 
But it's such short notice. Oh my goodness. I was a little bit worried that he was genuinely, like, gonna just leave Nat in the dust. And it sounds like at this point, that's his plan. Yeah. Which is sad. Because it's Nat. Oh my goodness. I just... I was really worried for Nat at this point. Yeah. I was worried for him as far as, like, I heard Mom talk about Nat a lot, but this is the kind of thing that, like, if Brandon's not working for him anymore, then, like, is he still going to be in the show? Guess you have to keep watching, won't you? Yeah. I'm not telling you any hints. Oh. Hannibal was more drawn, and really, I was too, to the Brandon storyline in this episode. Yeah. But I remember back in the day hearing some different rumors in the teen magazines and such when I would sneak to my friends' houses and read them because my mom <laughs> didn't want to buy them of the Brenda situation in this episode and at this beginning part of the season. Really? There's a situation? Yeah. So I went and did a little bit more Googling about it. Okay. Huge double standard, obviously. Obviously. What ended up happening, and first I'll tell you the double standard, then we'll talk about how the episode played out. So the advertisers for Fox, that was the network that they were on at the time, okay, complained to Fox about the storyline of Brenda having sex and being happy about it. What? Yeah. And being happy? Why? What? That makes no sense. Yes. Why is that a thing to complain about? You would want her to be upset that she had sex? They, ins- they demanded that Fox make them have negative consequences for a young lady out having sex. Wow. But they're okay with Brandon just... Yes, that's the double standard. Oh my god. They, ha- they never once complained about the Brandon storyline. They didn't complain about Dylan having sex. They did not like Brenda having a positive... Kelly and Donna? Kelly talks about guys constantly. She started off the show as she was the hoe. Everybody knew it. But Brenda was the good girl. She was the star of the show. And they were not comfortable with promoting this girl out sleeping with a guy and not having negative consequences from it. And so the advertisers made Fox. It's like, we're not going to advertise with you unless you make them write this in to have a negative consequence. The whole she was pregnant at the end of last episode, or end of the last season, was because of this. And Darren Starr and the other writers and stuff, they were up in arms. They did not want to write that in. They did not want that double standard. But they were required to if they wanted to be picked up. I am appalled. So Fox said that the writers had to create a negative consequence, even though they had no problem with Brandon's first time and his happiness about it. And just a, you know, bumping elbows. Yeah, no big deal, buddy. But Brenda, mm-mm. The writers did not want to write a sexist double standard, but they had to. Their hands were tied. They had to for the sake of evidence. I am so glad I did not grow up in the 90s. Right? You know, I didn't quite realize how much progress we had made in television since the 90s. Yeah. I didn't truly realize it until I just heard that nonsense. Yep. Because, like, you know, obviously, progress happens, but so that, I, I want to read ridiculous. I want to read something you texted me earlier today, Hannibal. So, listeners, we were we were texting back and forth about you know recording tonight and how excited we were, but we were talking about how she's just so much more drawn to Brandon's storyline than Brenda's, and she said that Brenda's storyline just felt like forced drama, and it makes her sad. Yeah, I don't... when I read that text, I was like, 
There's a reason it feels like forced drama. It's because it is forced. It is forced drama. The writers felt like it, they had to be forced into this. The actors were forced into it. Mm -hmm. That's, oh, that's rough. So. That put, that makes me feel a lot better about it. Because I was about to be like, I am so upset with the show writers right now. It's they, not their choice. They're giving this terrible double standard. Darren Starr wrote this episode and it wasn't his choice to do this. He didn't want to do this. Well, I'm glad we've made progress in yes. television since then because that would not happen in TV today. No. So now that we've talked about that, when we listen to this conversation of the Walsh parents with Brenda, we'll see it in a different light now. Yeah. And honestly, through this whole scene, Jim, like the actor James Eckhouse, looks uncomfortable. And not for the conversation reasons. He looks like not as into the scene. None of them look as into the scene. No. None of that them do. That explains why I really wasn't drawn to her story, because the actors yep. were not into it. So let's listen to this conversation that happened right after Cindy, after she was sorting the um, trash into recycling. Yes. She found the empty pregnancy test box. Did you use this test? Why did you find it anyway? I mean, I didn't know this family was spying on trash. Well, honey, I wasn't spying. You had it wrapped in plastic. I was separating the trash for recycling. Brenda, we're not angry with you. We just want to know what's going on. I am so embarrassed. Honey, we don't want you to feel that way. We just want you to be able to feel that you can discuss these things with us. I know. For a moment there, I thought that maybe I was pregnant. My period was a few days late, so I got worried. Well, did you do something that would give you reason to believe that if you were a few days late that that would indicate that you were pregnant you mean like sex yes something like that yes of course well how long has this been going on brenda having sex means making a very serious commitment and at your age it's a big responsibility brenda and i just wish that you had discussed it with us first or if you didn't feel comfortable with me at least with your mother all right the first time I did it was two weeks ago with Dylan. Where? In the hotel where the dance was being held. I mean, are you guys happy now that you know everything? Brenda, I warned you about him. Jim! Dad, don't blame this on Dylan. It was something that we both wanted to do. <laughs> I see. As two consenting teenagers? Yes. Brenda. The point is... Yes, physically you're ready. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are emotionally. Well, I think I am. So as we can hear in that, there is some uncomfortableness. I love when Brenda's like, you mean like sex? And just so matter of fact. And also, that was the most, like, the weirdest way to say a line ever. I mean, like, have you done anything? And it didn't sound well, it like. it kind of sounds like a, I could hear a dad saying. It like, kind of sounds like, like awkward oh, dad. Awkward dad moment. Yeah. But, but it, it was very forced awkward dad moment. It's very forced. This whole scene, it just feels. Mm -hmm forced and uncomfortable but we did get some timeline input there we got some timeline inconsistency there yeah so in the season finale a season one finale okay when brenda is talking to brandon on the beach about uh, that she and dylan have been sleeping together for about three weeks now is what she says oh and that was a sunday they still had school that week 
And then we come to this episode, which is the school is now out, so it's probably at least a week and later. She which, said at the beginning of the episode when she was talking with Kelly and Donna walking down the hallway, she's saying that she's five days late for her period. So I don't know how many days that is after the party, but... The party, she was already late. Yes. Which could have, she could have been a day late for who, we don't know. She said that she's never been late before, so she probably would have panicked over like one day. Yeah. So very easily could have been she was just a day or two late. So when they were walking down the hall, that I'm guessing that was probably that Friday end of school. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing the party was on Sunday, unless the school year ended on a Thursday. I don't know. It's so hard it's to so figure out. It's so weird. The timeline is so screwy in this I one. I think it's because they just throw out things so that there's something for the actor to say because it would make sense for her to say when it was that's what they asked two weeks ago two weeks ago honey it was way more it was at least four weeks ago yeah at this point at least at least i have a theory on what their timeline stuff is i don't think they tracked it as much as they do on shows nowadays because this is before streaming. Yeah. This was before people weren't binging seasons of shows. No. You watched an episode and you didn't get to watch another one until a week later. So you didn't remember those weird details from three episodes ago. Because there was no... That was three weeks ago. There was no 90210 wiki page to go refer to and be like, ah, I caught an inconsistency. Nobody's going to really notice these kind of things. Whereas I have many friends now who, I mean, myself included, to be honest, <laughs> who... I mean, I prefer to wait until a season's over and then I just like to watch the whole thing at once. Because I would like I've to grown state for the streaming. fact that WandaVision is fully done. You need to watch it now. Wait. I cannot believe you haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch it before I watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. That starts coming out this coming week. Yes. I am watching that one episode to episode because I'm very excited to see more from Bucky. Sorry, WandaVision tangent. That's okay. Oh. I haven't had new Marvel since Endgame. We're going to have new so Marvel for like the entire year. You cannot fall behind, girlie. I know. Um, but you binge, then you watch more. You binge, you watch more. Like, so we spot plot inconsistencies a lot more often, and that's why we do things like binge it, because we can spot differences when you're watching a show one after the other, but when you're waiting three weeks from the last time that you heard about that detail, you're not going to remember it. Yeah, no, you're not. No. You're not. Yeah. Okay. Back to 90210. Back to the Peach Pit, yes, actually. Not just the show, but the actual place. Yes. Nat, oh my goodness. Oh, Nat. He's just the absolute best. We'll just start off by saying that. Nat is the absolute best. So when Brandon goes first to tell him that he got this job, or he took this job, Nat was crushed that when he finds out you're going to leave tomorrow. Yeah. He handles it nicely, but he's still just like, okay, you do your thing. It, I felt more like Nat was into the defensive st- mode. No, I feel like he was more just stressed trying to figure out how am I going to do this? What's going to happen? Because as he, a business I don't business think he was person. mad at Brandon. Oh, no. Because Nat's the best, obviously. Obviously. But no, I don't think he was mad at Brandon at all. It seemed more no. like he was just sort of that I'm not mad, just disappointed sort of. Yes. <laughs> sort of vibe where he's like, mm. I wish you'd given me more notice. But he still loves Brandon. Yeah. He still loves the kid. So, yeah, Nat cuts him loose and's like, I'll find somebody. You go do what you got to do. I can tell, we could tell Nat was not excited about the fact that it's just him now, basically. But he also, he knows that Brandon's not making enough money there to buy a car. Yeah. I mean, you can even see on his face when Brandon says that, that he needs the, he needs more money. Yeah. He has to be able to have a car when school starts up again. Yeah. And Nat is very understanding of that fact. And so I think if 
he'd if Brandon had been able to start off with giving notice and saying I need to leave because I need more money, now it would have been like absolutely coming in. So supportive. Yeah, I'll you still... got the job back when school starts, yeah. that kind of thing. But when I'm starting the job tomorrow. <sighs> Yikes. Then Brenda and Dylan are on a date. Yes. And they're in the car kissing out towards the beach area. Yes, because they have to have the beach in pretty much every shot now that it's right? summer. Right, it's summertime. <laughs> but this pregnancy scare, it really shook Brenda up. It shook her. So that is one thing. I, I did think they did well, even though they were forced to do it. They handled that part of it well. Of how Brenda would genuinely react. Yeah. And she's just so overwhelmed by everything. Things are happening too much too fast, is what she says. Yes. And she breaks up with Dylan. And it First, Dylan tries to convince her not to, but he doesn't really present any alternative options. Nope. Because she clearly is needing a break from something. Something needs to change. Yeah. I mean, like if he had said something like, okay, we'll take a step back and we won't have sex again until you're ready. I won't push. I won't ask. We'll just, I bet she would have been like, okay, I can handle that. Just us. Or even just mention can like can we just make it a break rather than a breakup? You know? Yeah, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything to try and argue, actually argue his case, other than just say, "No, don't do this." You you can't. No, don't do no. this. No, and like arguing like just no, you're not allowed to Which, kind of attitude. I was a little bit confused. Really I'm like. They've presented Dylan up to this point as this very, like, he's the he's the bad boy, but he's also kind of got that intelligence about him. You would think he'd be smart enough to know that you should just present some evidence. Present some options. But he's also a teenager still. He is also a teenager, and he's a boy. Yeah. Teenage boys are not they always the brightest. They emotionally mature slower. Yeah. So even though he, he is very intelligent and very advanced in a lot of ways... He still has some growing up to do himself. He does. So they're broken up now. Yep. That's over with. Yes. So real quick, let's talk about this acting class. Yes. They're, they're taking a summer school class. And in there we have David, Andrea, Donna, and Brenda. Yes. Which is going to be interesting. I loved when they showed everybody coming in because Brenda and Donna knew they were coming together. Donna needs the credit. Brenda just wants to take the acting class. Andrea just... It'll look good on college applications. Yes, because it's Andrea. But we don't hear a word from David. Nope. After he's done talking with Scott, he doesn't speak for the rest of the episode. Nope. We see him. We see he is there and he sits in the other part of the room. Yes. And he's and then, there. But then as like the gr- three girls are leaving and they walk down the hallway together, he kind of like almost looks towards them. You can see him in the background. Like he looks like he kind of wants to follow them and see what they're up yeah. to. But instead he just goes down the other hallway. I think that was a really actually good character moment for him. Yes. Even though he didn't say anything. Yeah. Because of just the simple fact that he's feeling out of place. His best friend that he's been best friends with forever. Yeah. Is now gone. Yeah. He's now across the country. He just feels like alone and not sure what to do with himself. Yes. He doesn't have DJing anymore. He doesn't have Scott. He doesn't have school to distract him. But I do think that that's going to present a really easy opportunity for David to sort of ease into the group. Because also, those three girls are probably the ones who are going to be the nicest to David. True. Out of everybody. So we know that Brenda and Andrea have spent some time together with just the two of them. But did you know this is the first time that Donna has spent time with these girls without Kelly? It is. 
Interesting. Because up until this point, I think Donna was kind of treated as Kelly's Kelly's sidekick. Yeah, her sidekick, yeah. But now starting in this season, it seems like they're really working hard to, as much as I want everyone on screen, I actually am happy with the way that they're splitting everybody up. Yeah. Because it gives everybody some opportunities to grow before they come back to school sometime in the season, apparently. Yeah. I just really like seeing these new friendship bonds forming. Yeah, I I like seeing it too. It's going to be interesting as the season plays out. For sure, for sure. So we get to see, I'll give you a little preview hint, we get to see more of the acting class. And it's not just a one episode thing. Yay. Brandon goes back to the beach club to talk to Mr. Thomas. Yes, because it's his start time for his new job. Yeah, well he'd already worked one day. He went back the next day. Okay. So this is when it's like, after he talked to Nat, and after he thought about it and talked to Dylan about it, he's just like, I can't do this to Nat. So he goes back to the beach club to talk to Mr. Thomas. Oh, before I have there's your uniform. Thanks. I don't think I'm going to be able to wear it for about a week. Why, are you expecting a growth spurt? No, it's just I can't dump on my former employer like this. I mean, I can't understand why you'd want somebody like that working for you anyway. Someone of such little integrity. See, the bottom line is, Mr. Thomas, I'll promise to give this job my all if you'll just allow me to give Nat the courtesy of a week's notice. Who is this Nat? He's a really great guy. See, I'd never leave you without giving you some notice. I gotta do the right thing. Mr. Walsh, you better be worth waiting for. I absolutely loved that Brandon had that much integrity to be like, you know what? I'm willing to basically, he's willing to risk losing this job just because it's the right thing to do. And the way he approaches it and telling him, like, I wouldn't do that to you. Why would you expect me to do that to somebody else? Exactly. And I love that he even uses that, like, why would you want somebody like that working for you? Someone who's going to leave their former employer with one day's notice. That's not somebody you want working for you because they're going to give you one day's notice. Yeah, they're, they're going to have that kind of integrity with you too. Exactly. That sets yourself a standard with that employee mm-hmm. of that's how much notice apparently they think is acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Thomas seems to kind of take that to heart like, oh, you know what? He kind of looks down at, that, at his paper like that, ooh, I got called out. Yep. I, I thought, we both thought it was really funny, the um, the short joke. The short joke slipped in there. <laughs> what, what, you expecting, expecting a growth spurt? That was so funny. Oh my goodness. And I'm just like, I was dudes like, can make short jokes to each other in that way, though. Yes, but my brain went like, Mr. Thomas, you can't say that. That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> so right after this clip happens, Brandon goes to the peach pit and he tells Nat that hey, I, I told him that I couldn't do this to you, that I'll give you a week. And Nat was so excited to be like, no hard feelings, don't worry about it. I already I found, found somebody. somebody. And I was like, oh. Oh. So now we have to try to wonder, does this mean Brandon has a week off? Or does he go right back to Mr. Thomas and like, I actually don't need that time off. I'm yours. Let's start. I think he just goes back and starts working I think he right probably away. just goes back and starts working. And it's probably just some joke with him and Mr. Thomas of like, hey, I keep going back and forth on you, but now you got me. Right? <laughs> Something like that. So now Brandon is a cabana boy at the beach club, which apparently both Steve and Dylan are members at. Yep. We saw both of them there. Um, and Kelly. And then the rest of the crew are at acting class for the summer that they'll interact there. 
So it's kind of like we split the group in two for a little while. Yeah, we'll see how long this lasts. It'll be really fun to see. Okay, so along with our doing new things stuff. Yes. I'm no longer caring about the IMDb rating. I think that's reasonable. I'm sick of their rating system. I'm sick of yep. the averages being so low and weird and it just frustrates me. I'm like, nope, done with it. Done with it. So we're just going to talk about our ratings from now on. We're just using the peach scale. Yep. On the 10 peach scale, Ms. Hannibal, what do you give this episode? I'm only giving this one a seven because it's not a like, oh my gosh, that was such a good episode. But I did genuinely really enjoy this episode. Nice. Yeah. It was just kind of like, it was the start of the season. You got to kind of cover your bases of where is everybody? Yeah. So it felt like a lot of exposition for me of that like, where where is everybody then? Where is everybody now? You know, it felt like a lot of that. You're a little more generous than me. Am I? I went with a five and a half. Really? Wow. Five and a half peaches? You know, it's not so much that I really disliked the full episode. It all, that rating fully falls back on Fox and the advertisers. Mm, Because you had went into it knowing that behind the scenes fact, it kind of tainted your It really, it tainted everything. Um, I liked some of the Brandon stuff. Mm -hmm. Some of it seemed like it dragged on a little bit. Really? I felt it did. Hmm. Because I was really engaged with his story the whole time. I wasn't as engaged with his. I, I liked it, but it was like, eh. It just yeah. seemed kind of blah to me. Yeah, that's we, fair. You know, we had so little of anyone else. Yeah, we barely Kelly, saw Kelly. Kelly was just like a little snippet here and there. She was essentially the messenger. Yeah. David had like a line at the very, very beginning. And then he was just kind of a figure, a background character. Yeah, but like I... Like, even like I said, this is the start of the season, yeah. and they're starting it off with, it's not just the normal school setting. Yeah, so it's not that I hated the episode, I just was like, eh, and I will say I'm going to be much more honest with my ratings this yes, season. Yes, same here. Um, I'm not going to be afraid to give lower ratings. No, because we're just using a peach scale. It's yep. just peaches. We're not comparing it to anything else. Even if you give it one, that's still a single peach, that's still a yummy peach. Yeah. you. It's just a peach. It's just, it's just not a bushel. Yeah. It's this is definitely not a bushel. It's not a bushel. Not a bushel of peaches. Nope. Do peaches come in bushels? Is it a bushel or is it a bunch? Barrel? No, it's... They're not a bunch. A bushel of peaches. A bushel. We'll go with a bushel. I like a bushel. I like a bushel. <laughs> bushel sounds fun. Even if it's wrong. I like bushel. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. Yes. Although... So it's no longer... If I rate something at 10 peaches, it's no longer 10 peaches. It is a bushel. <laughs> <laughs> but... When I say bushel, what am, what am I thinking of? Bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. Yes! Junior asparagus! Yes! <laughs> I heard it too. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it in my head. A bushel and a peck and, and a hug around the neck. Love it. I love you. A bushel and a peck. A bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. Veggie Tales, man. It'll stick with you. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, it, it was wasn't an episode. horrible, but it wasn't like, wow, that's a great episode. It was an episode. It was an episode. It happened. Yep. But still a great show. Yeah. Yeah. It, I am looking forward to more of the acting class and more interaction of all characters, not just what's Brandon doing, what's Brenda doing. Yeah. But they do a very good job in this show of even when they focus on, through whole episodes, on just Brandon and just Brenda just focusing on the twins, 
they still show what everybody else is doing. It's not like they're just not there. Some yeah. shows will do that, where if they focus on a character, you don't see some people we at all. We saw them. I give them credit for that. Yes. But it was just kind of, eh, I'm ready for more. Yeah. Speaking of more. Would you like a teaser clip for next week, I Annabelle? I would love a teaser clip for next week. All right. Here is your teaser clip for episode two of Yay. season two. What's with you? Job burnout. After one week. Toughest job I ever had, Dad. Spending your day at the beach doesn't sound all that difficult. Ah, but you have no idea what my day is like. The first one there in the morning, practically the last one to leave at night. I'm so busy all day, the only way I know I'm at the beach is because my shoes are full of sand. Then don't wear shoes, then. <laughs> I'm sure he asked it for the job, Annabelle. Oh, fine, I guess. Oh, my goodness, child. You're hilarious. Right. So we'll get to start seeing his job next week. That'll be yes, exciting. Will. And we'll see you guys all next week right here on Back, Back to the Peach Pit. Hey, guys. like to take this opportunity and remind you where you can find us online. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we are Back to the Peach Pit. You can also find us on our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash back to the peach pit if you'd like to support us so we can get some new equipment. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate some rate and reviews from you guys because those help other listeners to find us. So we'd greatly appreciate that. And we look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode. Thanks to pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band. <laughs>